Welcome to Kick Back and Chat Shit, the most relevant football podcast on air. We chat about the latest results, trends and storylines in the Premier League. This is football commentary at the highest level. If you're ready, kick back and listen to Max and Mike chat their shit. Let's go in three, two, one. And we're live, folks. It's Friday. It's kickback and chat shit. You know the drill. Mike G, Max Oldham, and Mariah Lee of Celtic Football Club. Mariah, thank you for joining us for the second time. <laughs> we're live. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, hey. For those that don't know and you won't know, uh, we had the best know. episode ever running until Mariah dropped the ball with the Wi-Fi. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. And before we before we even get into the episode, I just have one word or two words. Mo Salah. That's just inappropriate. Why are you doing that now? We're not supposed to talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Man United dropping the ball later on. This is more of a focus on who's joining us today, Mike. Don't you? come on now. I, you know, I just had to put it out there, Max, because I know you weren't expecting it. I really wasn't, and that really annoyed me. I'll be honest. <laughs> it really annoyed me. Mariah, I'm a Man United fan. Mike is, a, is a, unfortunately, a Liverpool fan. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Well, you'll know all about big rivalries, Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, huge one. Which, which we will get into. But um, as you were saying before we cut off, it's been a kind of a baptism of fire in, in Scottish football for you. Back-to-back games. You had a, a game recently against top of the league, Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, I think that City. was on Wednesday. Was yeah. it on Wednesday? Uh-huh. How, how was the match? Oh, it was crazy. Um, two PKs, two questionable PKs were called. I think one on me. I've never been called for PK. And then the ref did a makeup call at the end for us. Uh and both were blocked. Wow. wow. Yeah, so we're battling. In the last five minutes, I'm, like, almost through to goal. Like, it would have been a one-on-one with the keeper. The girl fouled me, got a red card. Got... Uh, yeah, so we ended up tying 0-0. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no! No, she's oh. there. She's, she's back. She's, she's there, back. but she's frozen. But then she's there. I'm here. So we just heard that you got fouled, and then there was a red card. Yeah. So I got fouled. Girl got a red. Got sent off, and then we ended up tying. We drew zero zero. But that would have been game right there. Would have been game. Yeah. I mean, you guys are right now. You guys are third on the table, like a point away from Champions League position. I mean, what yeah. a dream. Well, we're second right now, I think, right? I don't oh, know. Oh, you're second? I thought you guys were a point, but oh. I could be totally. If I'm maybe, wrong, I'm maybe wrong. after that game. No, I think you're right. You actually were third because okay. put them back in second. Got you, um, got you, got you. Yeah. I mean, playing Champions League, I mean, that that that's amazing. I mean, coming from the U.S., you know, watching Champions League and doing things like that to actually having a chance to fight for Champions League. I mean, how does that even feel? Like, what are your thoughts around that? I mean, it's it's been an incredible few months for you as as well. Like scoring goals, yeah, know, doing big things as well. Like, tell us about that. What is your what's your thought around that? I mean, it'd be awesome to play in Champions League. Um, I actually after so I did Stanford, played four years, did a fifth year at Wake. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to Switzerland and played mm-hmm. months in the Swiss League, and we went to Champions League. And we played Man City, got destroyed. <laughs> but it was a cool experience. Like, played them home, played them away. Yeah, um, wow. So they, the women and, like, the youth have their own stadium. And, but it was nice. It was real. It was, it was awesome. So, so you played at, at Man City's. They, they've got their own complex. And they're mm-hmm. in, the, in the east of Manchester. Yeah, the, the facilities are a joke. They're like... Yeah the best in the world. I remember seeing it um, and the, the stadium that the women play in is like, yeah, it's, it's incredible, but yeah, it must have been nice. even more incredible to play against them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it, was, 
<laughs> it's like right after the World Cup. So like you see the players who were like in the World Cup, you're like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the best right there. Yeah. What, what do you remember the aggregate score? <laughs> I game. We lost. Well, we were tied one and a half. We were I don't know how, but we were tied one and a half. Then they went uh, probably like tearing into them because they came back out and I think they scored like six goals on us. In one oh half. Oh my god. One half. Yes, breaking ankles. Like girls on our team were falling over. I wasn't playing because I wasn't cleared. So I'm watching. I was oh making people look just bad. <laughs> So the first game was terrible. Second game, I think it was like four zero something. Not as embarrassing. Hold on. So it was like eleven zero. No, that'd be aggregate. No, it was one one. So they got one. They're one goal. Don't disrespect them. Come on now, Mike. Okay, sorry. So it was like eleven. It was like eleven one aggregate. <laughs> something like that. Oh man, I don't know if I would even lace him up after that. God damn. Yeah, what did the uh, coach say? What does the manager say after that? Well, our coaching was just bad to begin with, so I don't even okay. I don't remember. I don't remember. I was just like I wasn't a <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers can handle that shit. I <laughs> Hey, I wasn't on the roster. I didn't lose. I couldn't even play. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hold my hands up situation, but now let's let's take it all the way back to um, Seattle. You grew up in Seattle, which mm-hmm. one of my favorite places in the in the U.S. How did you even get involved in football or, or soccer? Where did that come from? I know that you used to run track as well. So, you know, talk to us about how you got started in the sport, and then what mm-hmm. made you make the decision to choose yeah. soccer over running track? Yeah. Well, my parents were athletes and loved sports, so they threw me in every sport, different sport every season. So you had like soccer in the fall, basketball, t-ball, I did gymnastics, ballet, softball, did everything. But um, soccer, basketball, and track were like my main ones. And um, track was just kind of for fun in the summer. Mm-hmm. Go out there and run. Basketball, though, I would do that year-round with soccer. And wow. I loved it. Um, was pretty good. And my parents would coach. And um, my parents knew basketball better than soccer. So they were kind of more involved in like the coaching part. Soccer, they kind of just let me just, they would just watch and, you know. But my parents were funny. Like my, my dad and I would play one on one and he'd be like talking shit to me. Yeah. I think where I got like the mental toughness was in basketball because the coaches were way harder on me in basketball but ultimately I knew that I had a better chance of playing in college going pro all that with soccer especially okay. too just like the chances you of could me- have been the female Muncie Bogues I just knew yeah soccer was going to make the money and then track I kind of just got tired of having to go from soccer to track and back and forth. And my coaches were like, are you going to do track? Like, are you going to prioritize it? I'm like, no. (laughs) And so uh, I ultimately stopped just because of the time commitment. And like I had, I think the last thing was I had national camp during like leagues. And if you didn't go to leagues, you couldn't go to stay and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm not continuing to do this. So I mean, Mike had a, a similar experience. He he ran track as well. Did did you ever have that kind of conversation with you yourself or with your dad or mom, Mike? I mean, for sure. I mean, for me, it was uh, my my dad didn't give a damn as long as I played soccer. You know, track was always that. All right, cool. You know, track is just like supplemental. Um, I was good at track, but I just love soccer. Track is cool, but them practices, boy, I'm not trying to run. 600s every uh every monday you know that 600 pyramid 600 500 400 three it's like i want to just go play with a ball and have some fun so uh soccer was really my steez and so i kind of stuck with that um but i do have a question like why like how did you know that soccer over basketball was the right move i mean you said money and things like that do you feel like it was bigger do you feel like the chance was like better for soccer um over basketball like what are your thoughts 
How about that? Yeah, I just knew I was better at soccer, and I the probability of success was higher with soccer uh, mm-hmm. for me. Just height, you know, and um, soccer is more players. Like, if you even think about it, there's more opportunity with soccer, 11 versus 5. Um, and I had already been with the national team for soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more of, like, a pipeline. Yeah. Uh, in the infrastructure there. So like state team, regional team, national team, I'm colleges, my freshman year, send me stuff. So my sophomore year in the summer, that's when I committed to Stanford. So the ball was already rolling. Basketball's a little later. Hold uh, on. You committed as a sophomore? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> D one for the women's side is crazy. They have girls committing as freshmen now. Well, really? they change the rules now, so oh, okay. you can talk to coaches until your junior year. Oh, that's good. That I, I think that's yeah. a good change. Yeah, it's a good change. Yeah, so but on, I see hold you on, still... hold on, hold on. Wait, Max, Go wait. On. So you're <laughs> you're a sophomore, <laughs> and you already know you're going to college at Stanford. Well, like well, 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 well Stanford, though, was notorious for having girls commit. And then their grades weren't good enough. And so they decommit. They wouldn't get in. They decommit and they go someplace else. So uh, uh, I have this verbal commitment, but you still had to come through with the grades. Um, and I didn't want to get embarrassed. I didn't want to put everything out there and go to Stanford and then not get in. So I was really on it with school and made sure. I, had, I made sure that that was going to happen. I see you got the uh, Love and Basketball hat on, though. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies, so I just, oh. had, to, I just had to say something about In that. the WNBA starting up today, 2050. I know. Um, can you still hoop? Oh, I, I can go around and, like, play horse. I, I was <laughs> better at basketball. Now, whenever I go out to the court, I'm like, I'm so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. so rusty. But... Yeah, um, love basketball though. Love that movie. One of my favorites. Yeah, that so is a classic. You uh, you head to Stanford after two years of high school, already knowing you're going to go, which is uh, an incredible privilege. But obviously, going to Stanford is kind of the pinnacle, one of the pinnacles you would you could say for women's football in the states. The amount of professional players that have come through mm-hmm. um, is amazing. Uh, I would I wish I could say that my school was better. But sadly, we're not UC Berkeley. The one thing that we fall short of on Stanford is women's soccer. Um, but the one thing. What, what, was, um, axe? what, what, what about that axe? I, I don't know. What axe are you talking about? The body spray? Or what? <laughs> but, but let's talk about what it's like to play there. Obviously, the coaches. Uh, when you were there was like, you know, one of the best coaches in the country. Did you have a good experience playing there? And, you know, did you enjoy it? Um, I mean, with any environment like that, that's that challenging on the field, off the field, there's going to be ups and downs. So I had my fair share. Um, I mean, we won a national championship. So that was awesome. Um, I told you she won a national championship. Mike was trying to, Mike was trying to tell me you didn't win one. I knew says, you won it. No, Max said you won a national championship at Wake Forest. So let's preface. Look, preface I knew on. that you won let's, one. <laughs> no, um, so my senior year we won. I tore my ACL though. Uh, uh, but yeah, I had a lot of injuries at Stanford. Oof. Um, but overall, love the girls, love the environment, got like so much better. It's so professional. You're you're grinding, but you it pays off. And um I wouldn't change my decision, no regrets. But I did want to have a new experience, so I did know that for my fifth year I was gonna go someplace else. We got you. And let's let's speak about some of those off field challenges. If you if you would like to, I'm very interested to hear, like, what are some of the off-field challenges that you had to go through? Um, well, injuries, that's a big part. Um, and school was challenging. Um, kind of just finding your own path. 
Because I went in like, oh, pre-med, like every freshman at Stanford. <laughs> yes. And I was like, mm, I don't know about this. And then really like yeah. asking myself, what am I passionate about? What I want to do? So ended up setting history. Mm. And vision, loved it. Loved my professors. Um, learned so much. And, um, but still like you're writing papers all the time, you know, studying, it's a grind. Um, and then just like college is about, you know, like everybody coming together and all these people have different experiences and like different backgrounds. And like, sometimes that's good. Sometimes friction. So, um, Yeah. Some, sometimes it was pretty isolating, but yeah. you know, you find your kind of core group, your friends that like ride or die and like Ryan. Um, yeah. And so we, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot. Of fun. <laughs> I guess that's the most important thing. I must say that your answer was really good because you didn't give anything away. If there was anything in there that was juicy, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't give us any nugget. We, there's nothing we could, uh, we could attach onto. Obviously, we've spoken to Rye and, and we know some of the uh, the issues in terms of different people from different backgrounds meshing. I'm not going to go in too many details because that's your story, but um, we hear you. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know what the fuck going on. So uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I want to know some of these juicy tidbits if, uh, you know, if it's like, you know, rated r because it's like a rated r show right you don't gotta be ready yeah, X, X, X. i mean it so is. i mean we can if if you're comfortable we can get into some of these juicy things that i know that you know when we could talk about college we could talk about possibly you know stanford um very white you being a black mm-hmm. uh black athlete possibly mm-hmm. some of the things that you've gone through and even <clears throat> i know i'm skipping forward but we can even talk about like some of the things that you you've done even with the black lives matter and some of those mm-hmm. movements and if we kind of like take, if we go back then, were there issues at Stanford that you felt um, may have been happening at that time? Um, because Black Lives Matter, I would say it's gotten cool um, mm. in 2020, but it was kind yeah, that of that shit thing. was going from years and years ago. Yeah, and it, well, it has been, yeah. it has been, but quarantine, you know, that voice really helped us get it out. And I know you did a lot of shit with that too. So, you know, kudos to you, but talk to us about Stanford and some of these little tidbits that, you know, the people want to know. Like the people want to hear it. Uh, how much time we got? No, there's so much. Um, there's so much, but I, um, you have friends of all different races, and like growing up, um, we would call like my soccer club like the poor club, quote unquote, compared to like. Yeah because they had like the rich people whatever so i had been around people who'd been around black people then i go to Stanford. there's girls who come up to me and they're like you're my first black friend and i'm like what how like, my private high school had one black person my God. and or and so then people will you know there have been black girls on the team and they're like you're the first black girl on the team and i'm like mm. Capital B. So, like, I'm like, I love being black out of being black and probably conforming to some of your stereotypes, but I'm not like all of the stereotypes and beliefs you have. So it was weird because there's a point where you kind of want to distance yourself, but you're also true to yourself. But I'm the first black girl they've seen who was like, you know, down, woke, my black dad is in my life. Like, yeah. I don't want to be in the black culture. Like, there are a lot of girls who, um, you know, were the only black girl growing up and they really assimilated into white culture and they didn't want to go to the black dorm. They didn't go to the black parties. They joined the white sororities. And I'm like, girls, like, oh, you're going to join the sorority? I'm like, not the white ones. Yeah. Real conversations because I'm like, I grew up, my dad is an alpha, and in the black fraternity, like, he is an alpha. Like, even if you say it past tense, like, that's wrong because it's a brotherhood for life and the values you. We know a few alphas. We, yeah, I mean. Right? Like, so I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to join. I'm not going to join a white sorority where you don't even like half the girls. Like, for me, it's a life commitment and it's service or 
did and it has all this history. And so we'll have those conversations. And I think they're like, oh, so just being in that space where the dominant culture is very privileged and elite and white and being in there, there's microaggressions and there's, you know, implicit bias and explicit ignorance and things that you have to like find ways to deal with. And when you're a freshman, like you kind of want everybody to like you and you're not going to try and ruffle feathers and you're going to go along. But as I got older, I was not putting up with stuff. And so that caused some friction on the team. Got you. And one question I do have, you know, being like that, I don't want to say token black girl, but being like playing soccer, when you are black, sometimes you are the token black uh, Mm -hmm. man or woman on that team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, playing with these girls that have, you're their first black teammate, first black friend. Do you think that playing with them allow them to kind of get a different perspective about black people? Because I think that sometimes it's very important for them to also be able to play with different cultures, different ethnicities. And then now it's like, oh, I mean, maybe in the next conversation, they'll say, right, like, oh, yeah, I had a black a black teammate. But, you know, like, you think like that, but those some of those biases that they have have like kind of disappeared because, you know, they met you or they've now opened up their mind or perspective? Yeah, I think so. I think, especially if they're willing to engage in conversations and mm-hmm. think some of the things they thought, yeah, definitely. Um, and some people are more open than others and yeah. um, will engage. Um, and I know one of my friends, Andy, she had like this, like a lot of the white people who had this moment this past summer had it. And when I was at Stanford, they had like the whole oh, racism is still a thing. And um, she's like a super ally and is like her, she's on the spirit and she's, mm-hmm like their rep for the uh, Black Players Collective, and she's white. So, um, and she's like, herself. she reads a lot of books about race, and so we'll talk. And um, so like something like that, uh, yeah, she's come a long way. That's beautiful. I mean, and I guess that's the, as, as unfortunately as tough as it might have been in certain circumstances for you would you say that you know the end result and some of the experiences like that make make it you know part worth it or you know some all of the activism that you do um to see that that rub off and ingrain themselves in other people that must be a good feeling yeah but that's not the reason why i no of course it's not the reason why you do it but to know that to know that there are people that are can open their minds um especially in this day and age when it should be shouldn't even be a second thought yeah um, it, it's really good to see yeah for sure so moving on from from college obviously winning a national championship playing your fifth year at wake forest you have two degrees if i'm mm-hmm. not mistaken right what what was yeah what was the decision to to try your luck in in switzerland you know wh- where did that come from <laughs> well uh my so my fifth year I played decent, but my knee wasn't feeling 100%. So I knew end there. I was like, there's so much more potential in the spring. My knee was finally feeling like great, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm playing. Like there was no thought in my mind to call it. And so I'm trying, and but I wanted to graduate and get my master's in May, so I couldn't declare for the draft uh, because you go typically you'll. People who graduate early will then go to the pro team in the spring. I couldn't leave if I wanted to graduate. Got you. Um, So I was just trying to get in contact with agents. Um, A couple girls worked with this agent um, from Wake, a couple girls at Stanford. And but I'm they're like, no, I don't want to take you. No, I don't want to take you because I don't have all these accolades. And on the woman side. If you don't have a pedigree, they don't want to spend all their time and, you know, get you a spot if it doesn't happen. It's it's crazy. It was absurd to me. They don't want to put work very much. And um, I 
one of my old Stanford teammates had played in Switzerland and the guy, his son went to Stanford. So he's like, Oh, I've seen you play. And we had gone to contact and he was the um, owner of the Swiss team. And so he's like, yeah, I've seen you come. And so that's the owner of the team. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how long did you stay out there for? Like one season? (laughs) I was there for three months. Um, Mess. It was a, it was a, it was a hot mess. Um, yeah. Okay. So three months there. And then mm-hmm. after that, you're coming back to the States and yeah, abruptly, abruptly. Um, I was supposed to be there for a year. And I think the last straw was our visas and the club was being investigated for, um, having us work without visas. It's illegal. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. So you didn't like, have a visa when you went out there. No, we just had the tourist visas, whatever. Um, but wow. Oh yeah, like you'll get the visa, and it was this whole thing, and the police investigated the team and shut everything down, and so all the internationals had to go home. Uh, wow, that's fascinating. Because I was reading online that that club is kind of known for approaching American players to bring them out of D one. Yeah. So has that kind of side of is that all? gone now like that i don't know what's up with the club um i'm pretty sure the owner and the director got charged um with crimes um i think the club is still running but i don't know if they're bringing americans over i don't know what's going on at all that is a mess i mean me and mike have had our experiences with clubs but that is by far the worst (laughs) that sounds wild that sounds wild and that was one of Many issues, but it was <laughs> so fun. The girl, okay, half the team's American, so it was like college. <laughs> <laughs> did you have was, to learn was... Italian? What did you have to learn Italian when you were out there? Or did you, did you... Uh, we had enough people who were bilingual that I could skate by without having to speak any Italian, <laughs> uh, and we were so secluded, I never interacted really with people outside the team and then our coaches they would translate so I didn't learn anything unfortunate um but it was cool it was cool for the fun off out off the field stuff it was cool <laughs> that's that's good so after you know your abrupt end in Switzerland what was the next step for you so I just came home I'm like what am I gonna do I'm gonna make money what's gonna happen with soccer um so I was training, got a part-time job doing research for one of my Stanford professors. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just like, I had to find an agent, finally found one. I'm like hounding him. Yo, got to find a team, find a team. Doesn't do anything for me. So I get off on the rain pretty much. I uh, uh, went on trial. Pretty, pretty much I... Knew someone who knew one of the coaches, like, yo, do you need people to come out? And um, the girls are there for, like, the week before preseason, all the girls who are in town train. And um, I was training with them, and they're like, oh, do you want to come back and trial? And I'm like, yeah. And so then we start camp. Two weeks in, COVID shuts everything down. And they're like, call you back. Be ready. So for another two months, I'm training by myself. And... (laughs) may get a call saying hey we're going to training camp in montana in a week like are you ready i'm like yeah let's go we're in wow. for a month i make the team so they sign me for the challenge cup then we go to utah playing the challenge cup and then after that they released me and so then i uh same thing training trying to find a team and then got the celtic Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we, right, we need so, to unpackage that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not going I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Your self-belief is like <laughs> tremendous. Um like no, you know, after college you're like, "Hey, I didn't have a great season. I'm at Wake Forest. I need to find a way." Trainers uh what's it called? Uh, agents ain't messing with me. I'm training on my own. I'm making this happen. You get to Switzerland. Come mm-hmm. back abrupt in. Boom, again. I don't have a team. I'm kind of part-time working, training by myself, doing things. Let me see what I can do. 
Exactly. And then boom, you get another, you get a trial, mm-hmm. you make the team, bang. All right, cool. I'm playing. Everything's going well. I get released, training on my own. It's like, where's the self-belief come from, for one? And is this luck? Is this perseverance? Or what is it? Like, please just talk me through this and talk me through your mindset. Um, definitely self-belief, confidence, um, resilience, all these skills. I I think it's, a, it's like an emotion of factors. Like, you know, it's your upbringing, you know, your family influence, but also like I've had it. I like I've had the belief too. It's just college had with like um, sharpening a stone of like my resilience because every like coaches were like, you're not ready. And then the first game I wouldn't start or like I would barely play. And then I would like do something great. And they'd be like, Oh, <laughs> but yeah. it, it was so much up and down that I had to believe in myself. And I'm the type of person, like if no one is going to believe in you, like you have to believe in you, like, you, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, college really just made me super mentally tough. And I would ball out. So I knew, I know. Like, and, um, there's girls that I'm like, I'm better than you. And you are playing abroad. You're playing here. You're doing that. Like, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. The same level. Like, you're doing, like, why can't I? Um, and so, and the fact is, like, my half my team at Stanford is on the national team pretty much. I think five girls have been called in this year. Wow. So I'm going with girls who are on the national team. I'm dicing them up. I'm like, I do that to you. That that's the best. Like the US is the best. Yeah. I you know, so like Alana, Tierna, they're defenders on the national team. I play them every day at practice. So um I'm like, yeah, let's go. Anybody I come against, I'm like, let's go. So <laughs> Did I answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> but my, my question is, is so you, you've come out of, of college and like you never played in the professional environment before. Did you think that straight away, like I'm cut out for this? Or did you think in the back of your head, like, I know I can do this, but there are certain things that I have to improve on. And if so, you know, what were those things or what are those things? Well, Stanford was a professional environment. Okay. Uh, Kelly O'Hara, Christian Press came to practice. And they jumped in and it was like, they weren't better. They weren't heads and shoulders better than us, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I knew from that Stanford experience, we had the best players in the country. It's cutthroat. Like yeah. it was, that's as professional as it's going to get. Um, Cause everybody had been in with the national team at some level, um, whether that's like, I was in there like U14, U15, U17. Girls were with the U20s, U23s, everybody. Um, and then Switzerland, I was like, ah, this is not a great level. I'm like, the NWSL is probably going to be challenging. But um, let's see. Let's see. Go there. And I get to the first day and I'm like, oh, I got this. Like, I just, I'm like. I love that. For me, I'm, I'm the type of player like if you leave me isolated one v one, and you're slow, <laughs> and, um, they had they had slow center backs, they had slow outside backs. The outside back, I mean, Steph Cox, she played in the World Cup, or mm-hmm. the, it's like twenty two thousand eight. When I was in high school, instead of playing high school soccer, I trained with the boys, and she was mm-hmm. boys, so it'd be me and Steph and all these U sixteen boys. Um, in high school, and I go to the range. She's there. She's like, "Hey, I'm like, hey!" So I mean, when, when I would challenge myself in high school by going to the boys, by being with Steph, I had already been in environments where I'm not the best, and I'm still having to go out there and prove myself. Mm. I remember the first few practices, they went passing the ball. I'm saying they went passing the ball, and then I get the ball in time, juke this kid. They all fall out, and they're like, <laughs> they passing the ball. So it's like you just kind of. I just knew I had to take advantage of my opportunities, did that at Stanford, come to the rain, and there'd be times where, like, I remember 
the, there's like five or six of us on trial and two of them, they kind of already had their eye on and jumping in, but the rest of us, they wouldn't sub us in. So like this whole mm-hmm. process was sidelined and we have a scrimmage the next day and some of the girls are getting down and they're like, Oh, like this is not fair. We're not getting looks. I'm like more energy for tomorrow. And we go to the scrimmage and I'm like, let's go. And so I like score a goal, dry, like draw a PK, score another goal. And we, I think we have four or five scrimmages where everybody's fighting for their spot. And that, that's when you really have opportunities. We all have a gazillion numbers. Um, I'm, I knew I'm going to get an opportunity, take advantage. So they have to sign me at that point. Like I'm doing all this. They have to sign me. And so they did. Um, I, I must say that that is an elite mentality like it's that, it's that mamba mentality right there that is <laughs> we've had some people we've we've had some people on the show um you've got the most elite mentality i'm hands down yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. i i honestly i'm blown away um I, hey, and especially because hey, you go to the go on she doesn't even know what the word no is. Like I don't think she like even knows. It's like <laughs> be like we like no. We like well, what does that mean? Vocabulary. It's not in no vocab at all. Like that that is well, so, that is amazing. To give you context, this is how college went. I wouldn't be starting some games. Well, it kind of depend on the coach's feeling, but most of the time I knew I was going to come in in like the first half at some point. And sometimes he'd be like, "Okay, you got ten minutes." like score a goal or you got like five minutes whatever i'm like oh my god and so i have to come in i knew like i had 10 minutes to make something happen come in and um like you know isolated on the wing like i'm gonna go dice this girl up get some crosses in boom i know if i do that one or two times they're gonna notice and my goal is always to start the second half so then the time i start the second half because I made the most of my time, that five, 10 minutes, whatever. And so I couldn't let anything else influence me. And I knew that I had the ability. I knew I had the ability. So I just had to have the confidence to continue, even if I made a mistake or something. Um, So, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, you know, with you going to Celtic and let's be as honest as you can be, did you know Celtic was like that big of a signing for you? Like, did did you honestly know like it was that big of a club, like that massive of a club with that much influence when you when they reached out to you? Well. Let's be honest. Well, so I. um didn't really know the magnitude of like how big the club is in the world. Mm. However, though, it's still the women's side. So my perception of like the competition here in like the Scottish league, like it's just not as good as like the NWSL or something like that. So I think a lot of people think of Celtic and they think of the men's side and like how big that is. But there's still discrepancies between them and us. But regardless, I mean, it's still a huge club with a lot of history. And um, even like to wear number seven, like I didn't even, I was like, oh, lucky number. And people were like, do you know number seven? I was like, oh. <laughs> what about it? What about it? Tell us about that. Well, it's like the Celtic number. Like, um, yeah, all- Henrik Larson wore the number. Yeah. Did you know? Uh, Henrik Larsson is, is, well, probably Celtic's greatest ever player. Uh, Swedish guy. Black Swedish guy who had dreads, and he was just the coolest motherfucker out, and he scored hella goals. So I hope you can channel your inner, inner Henrik Larsson to score loads of goals. But I just wanted to ask, I I've, I've saw you play um, on YouTube a bit. They have all of the games on there. Where is your preferred position? Because it seems like you could play pretty much anywhere across the front line. Yeah. Um, it depends on how we play. Probably the target, just because it's closer to the goal. Whereas you're on the wing, you're far mm-hmm. from the goal. So it makes it tougher to score. Um, but honestly, my favorite is if you play a two front, because you can do both. Yeah. So like a four four two would probably be your ideal. Yeah. Not a lot of teams play the two front, but... Yeah. You can get it wide, you can get it in the middle, a lot more freedom. And there's a lot more space to exploit the team, I feel like. But depends on how the coaches like to play. Um, 
And if we have some looking for like a static tall number nine, that's not me. I'm a big target, but I can head. So I'm like, put me in there, I can head. Um, <laughs> So what's what's your? I mean, you've been there a couple of months now. What's your impression of of the Scottish Premier League? Obviously, Glasgow City have won the title. I think the last six or seven years, they're in first place now. Then your arch rivals, who you scored against, which we're going to get to in a second, uh, <laughs> are just above you. But what's the overall level like? Uh, well, the top teams. You know, us Rangers, Glasgow City are competitive. Then there's a big drop off, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. There's a big drop off between us and the other teams. Um, but I mean, here I would say there every team has some qual. Well, of the top has quality girls, and everybody's willing to like fight and go in crazy hard, and uh, it's very physical. Mm-hmm. Can handle. I love it. Um, but so the lower teams, it's like not, not good. Not good. Is that because, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would assume that Glasgow city Rangers and Celtic are probably some of the few professional clubs. I know Celtic was the first club in Scotland to make their women's side professional, Mm -hmm. but is that the case? Yeah, we have money. So the other teams don't have money to pay and get players and then if they have some good players they'll get poached Mm. Mm. got you got you and you know living in glasgow how's it been you know being away from family for so long um how are you coping with that as well um i mean i lived away in college so it's not a huge jump but um it's nice now being able to do things so i was bored i was really bored for a minute but with like facetime and you know all that i talk to my family all the time but got you, got you. to go home and like, I haven't seen my brother in a year. I'm going to go visit him. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And during quarantine, like what, what was like your, what was the best show that you watch? Just curious. <laughs> oh, don't ask me that. Queen I, Gambit? No person. I honestly like, um, I did watch Bridgerton. I binged Bridgerton and I watched The Bachelor. That's it. <sighs> me. Uh, Matt James, Wake. I gotta watch the Wake people. Uh, uh, so I heard the Bachelor was pretty bad. Uh, like the ending was kind of crazy and stuff. Yeah, like that, or my yeah. I'm not even gonna get into it. Um, <laughs> she, she's she's hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm uh, studying for the LSAT, so like that's what I do pretty much oh. is I study all day. Oh shit! Okay. Mm-hmm. All oh right, God. more school. Can, can you be? Can you? Can you be a little bit more ambitious, please? God. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that that is a perfect segue into like where do you see your time at Celtic? Where do you plan on going after this? Like if the stars aligned, you know, you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to finish the season. You have three goals right now. You have about what six, seven more games left, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say we're going six for six. You know, you're scoring six goals or maybe seven. All right. So you're at 10 goals in however many matches, 17 matches, which is incredible. And I, I'm re- we're putting it out there. All you're right. Putting, you're speaking what it is, into existence. Exactly. Exactly. So what is, what is next? Like, what, what would you like to do? Would you like to, um, you know, play for a men's city or something like that, or come back and play in the States? Like what, are, what is your, your thought process? And even after yeah. football, like what yeah. is next? Um, well, I would love to play in England, but unfortunately, you only can go there if you're with the national team. You have to have a certain amount of caps to go over there. All that's out the window. Um, but I'd love to go to the States again and just play because with Seattle Rain, you know, it's a hometown team, but we never played at home because of the Challenge Cup and everything. So, gotcha. um, it'd be sick to play home, have your friends and fam come. Um so that'd be that's always kind of like on my radar to go back to the states, um, but long term, go to law school um, and help folks who need help. So, yeah. What kind of lawyer would you like to be? Um, well, something in the public interest side, so no corporate or anything like that. Um, I don't know in what capacity really, but I think ultimately I want to be a judge. 
and you have to practice um, as a lawyer for like six or seven years. So could yeah. some defense stuff. Um, typically, you go prosecution, then to be uh-huh. those are kind of the bad guys to get a bad rap. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you're going to have your own TV show like Judge Judy? No, no, no. <laughs> that should be going crazy. You can't lie. You used to watch Judge Judy be like, damn, she hella mean, but she cool at the same time. You that sounds like, so fake. You couldn't help but respect her, though. <laughs> she played no shit, though. You have to, I mean, call it how it is. All right, exactly. Exactly. Hey, Judge Mariah Lee going crazy. <laughs> that's got a ring to it, you know. All right. Right. Speaking it into existence. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but that I think that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's funny because a lot of people like life after football or soccer is difficult to really, you know, find out and even think about. Um, like for me, I know that when it was like, it's no life after football. Like, what the hell you mean? I'm I'm doing this shit forever. I'm making it pro doing not forever, but making it pro doing this. Granted, things have definitely changed. Um, but it's cool that you really had that perspective so early in our planning, you know, relatively early as well. Yeah. So um I'm a planner. I can't I can't not plan. I'm like, I gotta have plan A, plan B, plan C. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's obviously working out so far and I mean, shit, as, as you alluded to previously, even when you don't really know what's going to happen, you back yourself 100% of the way. So it's going to work out regardless. Um, but what we like to do with everyone at the end of the show, um, we like to ask them a few questions, um, you know, a few random ones and just get your quick, honest first thought. Oh. So, Mike, take us away. All right. This is so rapid fire? This is not rapid fire. Home. No, not rapid fire. No, rapid no, we fire. get your thoughts. We get your thoughts on it, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we don't want you to think. It's just, it's light and casual. Yeah, yeah. very casual. Um, but Max and I love food. We always talk about food. And, mm. you know, you're in Glasgow. So let's say it's game day, match day. And you know, the food's we need terrible to go- out here. Sorry. The food's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> about the food. All right. All right. Let's, let's back up. <laughs> If you had to go to eat one place, where are we going? In the States. No, in yeah. Glasgow. Actually, let's, we could say Scotland as a whole. If you've been to Edinburgh, maybe there's something better than Edinburgh. But um, I went to this pizza joint in Glasgow that was pretty good. Um, it was pretty good. Damn but pizza. Oh, I went to this pizza joint. I tried Chinese out here. Bad. Um, the Indian food, it was decent. Indian food was decent. Um, I tried some Scottish stuff. They made me, one of the girls made me a roast dinner. Decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so blank. Okay. All right. So let, let's back up. Let's, let me ask, let me ask a follow-up question uh, with this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not happy with that. I'm what? With okay. That. What's the first meal you're getting when you go back to the States? Yeah. See, I like that. Oh, that's better. Um. And where? Well, my parents' house. <laughs> All right. What What is mom cooking? What's What's she cooking? What are you mac getting? Mac and like, cheese. Hey, mac uh, and cheese, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, it's I'll go home around summer, probably Fourth of July. Like having. <sighs> so we're going. Yeah. What's on the plate? What's What's the spread? What's the spread? Come on, oh, talk to us. You know, there's collard greens. Mm-hmm. Oh. So mac and cheese, hundred percent. We'll do some barbecue. Some. Probably some ribs or something. Um, then my aunt makes hot tamale pie. It's good. I don't even know what it is, but it's good. <laughs> okay. And then we got the pecan pie for dessert. Oh, okay. You got, mm-hmm. you got ice cream on there or not? Nah? nah, I don't usually. I just, It's so rich. It's just good by itself. Oh, there it is. Because I don't do the ice cream. I don't do the ice cream. So, I mean, that that is good to hear. So, basically what you're saying, Max is back during 4th of July. I'm here <laughs> during 4th of July. <laughs> Looks like we're coming up to uh, Washington. The least, uh, the, 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 except guests, because that sounds, that sounds right up our street. Hey, yeah, come through. Vaccinated, uh, come through. Oh, yeah. I got my shot. I got, you see the shot? I got the shot. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> Oh uh, man. 
All right, Max. So if you had to take one footballing experience to with you uh, to the grave, obviously there'll be more to come because your career's just starting. But so far, what would that one experience be? Like good or bad? Good. Good. You said take it to the grave. Like, uh, yeah, like, like you never heard that phrase? Like, oh, I can die knowing that I did this. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, probably the Rangers goal, probably the Rangers goal. <laughs> I was hoping you said that. <laughs> that's honestly, that's incredible. Like, I mean, you know, I've been following Rangers and Celtic for, I don't know, for a very, very long time. And for you to score in Celtic Park against yeah. Rangers and it's the match winner. Like, and that was my did, first goal, and I came off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, what a time! The, the Celtic girls probably had never seen a girl run that fast. <laughs> 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 she was moving. <laughs> oh man, probably. That's funny. That's funny. All right, so give us your best Glaswegian. Impression. Oh. Okay. Practice. It's 55 degrees out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Austin. <laughs> it's a roast. Oh, it's a roast. I'm like. You've got the long sleeve on, I'm assuming. I, yes, I got the gloves on. The puppy. <laughs> Like they're over here trying to lay out, get some sun. Oh God. Yeah, that's crazy. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um and who was the best player you've ever played with? Ooh. With um or against. I mean, I did one summer, um, summer league with the Sounders women and Rose Lavelle was on the team. And that before she got called into the full team and she was raw, like she was raw. Um, But like, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think Rose, she was just doing crazy, crazy trickery Megan people literally nonstop. What she does, you see on TV, she'll do that like 20 times in practice. That's the thing about football. It's like obviously playing in games is is the best thing and like to score in a game is amazing. But some of the goals, like the best goals that I've ever scored have been in training 100%. Like the best skill that I've ever seen done is by other people in training. So I know exactly what you mean. Um and I've seen her on TV. She's an absolute baller. But you played with Kristen Press as well, who is a baller. So Well, I didn't play with Kristen really. Like she just came out to practice, kind of just messing around. Oh, uh, okay. Um but uh and then you gotta look out for Kat Macario. Um my senior at Stanford. She's a little freshman. Oh, she's gonna tear she it there? Up. Yeah. She's gonna tear it up. Yeah, no, she's a. Has she declared for the for the U.S. national team? Yeah, she, was so she got in- her she got her first cap, and she scored in like her first start in five minutes. She scored in her first start. Yeah, she could be the next. She could be the next one up for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, a last question um, is just you have to pick, or we would like you to pick if you're going to have make a five aside team um, of your no teammates. No Ooh. keeper, but from all the teams you played with, five aside, uh, you have to have yourself in there because you know someone's got to score the goals, right? So, who's who's your five aside team? Ooh, ooh, five. Um, mm. Do I have to be actively playing right now. No, no, no. Uh, okay. I just go with what you know, right? Go with what you know. So I'll get Alana Cook, mm-hmm. Tierna Davidson, 
Andy Sullivan, um, me, and Kat Macario right there. Is that a balanced team? Yeah. Right there. Sure. You guys are you guys are taking on anybody in the world. Anybody in the world. I will take us five, anybody in the world. And what there what specifically is. about those players is it is it their technical ability or is it the relationships that you've had with them on the pitch? Yeah, relationships. Um I mean, we got people who can play defense, midfield. Everybody can play multiple positions. Yeah, see there you go. It could be all over. Cat can play forwards, you can play in the midfield, Andy can play. Midfield, defense, T, defense, midfield, Lonnie, true center back. Um, me, I can play outside back too. Like we would just be rotating and just all the relationships, chemistry. Yeah, I I take Give us anybody. That's solid. I love it. Let them know. That's multi-talented. <laughs> multi-talented. Oh, man. <laughs> That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, look, Mariah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And I really hope uh, to hope sometime come from London up to Glasgow to watch you play. So hopefully you stick around at Celtic for a while. I would love to come catch a game. I'm not going to eat when I'm in Glasgow because you just ruined that for me. But I'll just go. I'll just go hungry. I'll bring. You know, how about even better? I'll bring food up from London. You got Thank some good you. food. Thank no, you. Know, you know what? No, no. Max will come by and cook you some fire ass curry chicken, like fire. Yeah. Like, if you need, hey, a, if you need a home chef, look no further. Yeah, I'm oh. telling you, Max, hey, Max will put it down. So Max will come by. You know, you, hey, if you score a goal or two, you get some extra, uh, extra chicken as well. So Max will make it happen. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, we we just want to give um, you know, a little a little segment for you to plug anything you want, or you know, talk about something that's near and dear to your heart. Just to let the people know what they need to know. Support women's sports. Um. WNBA, like in the U.S., starting today. Watch. Mm-hmm. Get season tickets. You know, NWSL, you can come in. We can get fans. If you're in Europe, like, buy our jerseys. Um, follow us on social media. Get your daughters. Get your sons. Get your whole family. Um, you know, like, women's sports are so much value in it. And, um if you have a girl in your fam, I do free mentoring. So hey. media um, and like, you know, we talk about sports, talk about life. Um, and so, you know, there's so much value and we need to be, we need to be paid. <laughs> we, we need support. We need, um, you know, we need recognition, visibility, all that. Um, so, yeah. Hey, period. Period. Let them know. No, for real. Um, I would say that the WNBA, you know, it's starting today, but they got the most fire jerseys. They shit on the men's jerseys. Like, I don't know if you saw the lineup. The jerseys yes. go crazy. Yes. <laughs> like, they're really dope. But and no, I agree. Like, yeah, go it ahead. shows like when you give us TV contracts, when you show us people watch, um, yeah. it value goes crazy. You look at the World Cup, the viewership. The NWSL, um, I think all like the other leagues, their viewership went down with COVID and like ours skyrocketed because we finally got a TV contract. Like, yeah, before it was on Lifetime. Last summer it was on CBS. This summer they're on Paramount. Like, what happens if you put us on a sports channel? Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's like it's like what they're doing here in England. The the Super League, the Women's Super League, has signed a huge deal with Sky, which is like the ESPN of, of, of England. So, no, it's massive. And, you know, definitely get the people to, to follow you on the social media. She's on Instagram, right? So mm-hmm. um, and you have a Twitter as well or wherever the people can find you. Let them know where they can find you. So Yeah, hit me up on Instagram at Murder She Wrote. That's my Instagram handle. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that have to do with the song? Is the inspiration? Me Murr at Stanford. So my Twitter, mm. is um, and that was taken on Instagram. So, hey, that's a that's a clean ass name. Not gonna lie, but to be <laughs> honest, like we're gonna have to bring you back when we talk about the pay discrepancies. Oh um, yeah, 
Yeah, we're, we're bringing you back 100%, Max. You agree with me with this, yeah? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we got to get your insight into everything. And, and of course, check in on how you're doing up in in Glasgow. Hopefully you can, uh, well, definitely beat Rangers again if you're playing them uh, and, and score some more goals before the end of the year. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, good luck in your next match. And mm-hmm. for those listening, you know where to find us on the Instagram and the Twitter um, and then, you know, the streaming platforms as well. And the Substack where the articles are coming out on a bi-weekly basis. But thanks for joining us, Mariah. Thank you again for your time. It's been thank real. You. And we'll catch thanks you guys on the flip. <laughs> of course, thank of you. course. Thank you. All right, you thanks. guys. Okay, bye. Peace.